Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you for the first time this year in 2023. And uh, for the first time since November, I've missed the show, I've missed hosting the show, I've missed engaging with you, but I'm thankful to each and every one of you who've checked in, who continue to listen to the show in my absence, and just want you to know that I'm still here. I just thought I'd come out and kind of share with you what's happened to me, what's happening with me the lessons I've learned, and kind of the plan for the podcast moving forward. As some of you may know, uh, I suffered a concussion back in November. And what I thought was a knock on the head, what I thought was just going to be, you know, a week or two of being bound up, ended up lasting and is continuing to persist, but ended up lasting months. And I'm still symptomatic. I still have exacerbations, but I'm better than I was. And I don't want to go into the detail of my symptoms, but I've experienced and continue to experience many different symptoms. And this has been something I've never really experienced before to this capacity in terms of having a concussion. And so I've learned a lot along the way. I've never, thankfully, have never been this bound up before where my world has become so much smaller from an injury before. So this is the first time for me going through something like this that has impacted my life and my independence. It's been quite quite a journey and quite a complex one, so to speak. So if you're someone who's going through something right now, I want you to know that I see you, I hear you, um, and I hope that this podcast will validate you where you're at and hopefully give you some tips, I guess you could say, for moving forward and kind of continuing to follow your path of healing and recovery and regaining your full independence again. 
So some lessons that I've learned through this concussion is first and foremost, to be true to yourself and to stay true to yourself. Not not everyone's going to understand, not everyone's going to support you. And some people might gaslight you. I mean, I've experienced that. I've had uh, people mistaken. I, I say mistaken. <laughs> For instance, you know, tachycardia, I've been tachycardic. I've had people tell me that I'm just anxious, right? And it's like, no, I'm just tachycardic. <laughs> but when I was first injured, and for the first little while, I would say the first couple months, really, it was very passive. I had lost my voice, you know, to the point where people in my, you know, in my circle, my family, my loved ones would say, like, what's wrong with you? You're so passive, you know, and I was, and I mean, that's part of the concussion is that, that overstimulation by like the, the most minimal things, I guess you can say, where you feel kind of shut down or fogged up in a way. It, that's kind of what I was experiencing, I think, at that time. I've been finding my voice again. And, you know, I think it's important for us to share how we're really feeling and what symptoms are going on with us to whomever needs to know, like your care providers, anybody who needs to know don't hold back because of their feelings is what I'm saying, okay? Or, or don't hold back because of their perspective and what they may think. Because the reality is I'm the one who has to live with this and you do too, right? So if you're not identifying what you're really feeling, you can't accept it. And if you can't accept it, how are we going to move forward, right? So, you know, for me to say I was tachycardic was a big deal for me to share that because it's something I wish I could ignore and wish would just go away, right? But then for somebody to say, well, you know, that could be anxiety as well, or kind of telling me that it was in that moment, I felt completely uncomfortable by that. And I was, I was resentful during that, during that interaction. And, and I've had to let that go, right? And that's the other thing is to speak your truth, you know, because you're the one who has to live with how you feel and accepting that in order to move forward, but then letting the rest go. Okay, letting the rest go because uh, no one's ever going to know how you truly feel, and that's something I've also learned. Not even the best healthcare providers will really understand how you feel, even. But the best healthcare providers will validate how you feel. They will. They will try to understand. They will try to help you in every way, shape, or form that they can. And those are the ones who, in my opinion, are great um, at what they do. And I'm so uh, grateful for my circle of care, my care providers, you know, who have been who have been amazing, who have educated me, who've empowered me, um, and who have gotten me to where I am today. So I'm grateful to each and every one of them. And they already know that, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to proclaim it on here. Um, so please stay true to yourself, find your voice, even if you're not able to speak it, it'll come, just look for it, seek it, seek for how you feel and then share it with and whatever other people do with it is up to them. That's on them. But you have to know how you're feeling. Um, I really believe in order to get the best help possible. Second, self-compassion is a big thing too. It's so easy for me to reflect on my capacity before I got injured. Like, I can't believe how much capacity I had. <laughs> Now that I've been through this concussion and I'm healing through it, I can't believe just the capacity that I've that I've always had and carried for many years. It's quite amazing, and um, you know I aspire to get back to that point. And I know that that will take a lot of time and adaptability. But uh, I'm not saying I, I want to be that in that same place or be that same person, so to speak. 
Um, but I'm just saying that I want to be even better than what I am, uh, where I am today, if that makes sense. So I find that sometimes when we look back, I'm all about reflection. As you know, I just have to be cautious not to compare myself, right? Because then things like my own pacing and stuff can can get kind of mixed up, right? I have to compare myself to who I was and and what happened to me and how I felt after I got hurt as opposed to who I was before I got hurt because that otherwise wouldn't be fair to myself, right? To to do that, but it's always good to have goals and it's always good to be inspired. Um, And if that's what's motivating you, then that's great. And I feel like that that's where I'm at now. And um, I'm just motivated to continue to move forward, despite, despite the setbacks, despite the exacerbations, Um, I have to tell myself that it's temporary, and that I'll, you know, I'll get back to it. So self compassion has been really big, because I could be down on myself for not being where I want to be at this point for not healing as fast as I thought I would have from this injury. So like I said, it's okay to reflect, but you don't want to dwell or you, you know, in my opinion, or live there. Um, It's really important if you've suffered from something to, I would say, to kind of compare yourself to, you know, your progress to where you were at the onset of that injury to where you are now, as opposed to who you were so much before the injury. I think like by staying and speaking in your truth and by being self-compassionate, it becomes a little more easier to ask for help. And I think that asking for help sometimes comes first um, and breaking through that barrier. I'm a fiercely independent person. And so asking for help is not something that's that's easy for me. My plea for help when I got uh, after the concussion, um, it, you know, I was out for a walk near my house and I lost coordination of my legs. I went tachycardic. And it was shortly after the concussion. um, And I just couldn't get back home. I I couldn't make my way back home, walking back home. It was terrifying. And my plea for help in that moment was calling my sister who was working up the road um, to come and pick me up from the park bench. Like, I I don't want to share all these stories so much because I don't want to, I don't want to continue this narrative. But again, I'm able to reflect on it now and move forward from it. So it's all good. But that was a a very scary moment. And then my recovery after that even took longer uh, because of that that zone that I had hit, I guess you could say, um, of of the tachycardia and just feeling uncoordinated. And I still have signs of those uh, moments, but not like I did um, at that time, because what followed after that was calling an ambulance. So you just don't know when you're going to need help. Um, you don't know when you're going to have to ask for it. Uh, my family and my loved ones have been there, you know, every step of the way, and I couldn't be more grateful and more blessed um, to have them. But again, being so independent as I am, you know, I just kind of wanted to get better already and move on with my life, and um, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't in the cards. So. And, and, you know, the thing about asking for help, too, is it, it really does uh, strengthen those connections with people in your life, because that vulnerability really does connect or strengthen connection, I think. So having been essentially, you know, in an emergency situation there, my sister came and got me, I think, did my family members also realize the impact of this injury as well on my life. Prior to this, just prior to this, I had been jogging five to 10k a week, you know, so it's, it was quite crazy how just within, you know, a couple of weeks that my life had changed so quickly that way. The other thing about asking for help, if you're on the other side, where you're the one helping, 
or thinking about it. The other thing to to note too is sometimes it's good just to show up. Um, so if you have a friend like me, <laughs> maybe who isn't so quick to ask for help, but you know that they may need help, just show up. And I don't mean like impose, but I mean, just let them know that you're there. Maybe just do these check-ins, random, give them a call, kind of, you know, pop in to see if they're okay. Uh, but, you know, just kind of make yourself apparent if, if you're wondering, I, I think that goes a long way. And um, I think, again, it kind of breaks that barrier down for your friend or for your loved one um, who is going through something uh, to, to more easily ask for help if they need something. It's really not an easy thing to do. And I think it's, it's common among healthcare providers for us to, to not ask for help so much. But I've definitely gotten better at it through this experience. The other thing to realize too, and this has been important as well, is adaptation and resilience really comes from the ups and downs. You know, concussions can be very up and down. They can be very complex. You know, you could take a few steps forward and a few steps back, and it's this constant back and forth. At least that's been my experience. And I think what I've realized, um, and while I have always known that it's not going to be a linear one, maybe, because a lot of injuries are not, what I've realized is that the the resilience and you know the neuroplasticity, so to speak, um, that really happens. That healing really happens during those moments of, I think, fluctuation, right? Where you have been improving, let's say, and then all of a sudden you exacerbate, and then you kind of have to take a step back. I really feel like those moments are healing moments, um, and you are actually moving forward, even though it doesn't feel that way. And I'm starting to to recognize that in my own recovery and, and journey. And, you know, I kind of compare that to almost like mindfulness, I've done a lot of mindful train mindfulness training during my healing, especially in the beginning, uh, because one of the symptoms I've felt was just not being grounded. And I still have moments where I don't feel grounded at all um, beneath like grounded to the to the ground beneath my feet, literally. I compare it to mindfulness in the context of, you know, when you're, you're meditating, let's say and you're, you're focusing on something, or maybe it's your breath or your, your body, or maybe a sound in the background, but all of a sudden another thought comes in that, that recognition. And then the return back to what you want to focus on is the mindfulness piece. And that's the piece that strengthens the practice. Um, and that's kind of how I see my healing through this concussion is that those fluctuations, I could be on one path, and then all of a sudden end up on another, the recognition of that and recognizing the symptoms of the exacerbation, let's say, and uh, kind of this, you know, taking the step back that I need to take um, is also healing and, and moving myself forward as well. So those are the main tips that I've learned. So essentially staying true to yourself and your voice, and letting the rest go, having compassion for yourself, asking for help, and then finally, you know, building resilience and adaptation by knowing that the path may not be linear and it might be a bit up and down, but it's okay. You can take a step or two back in order to move forward. I hope that helps you um, where you're at. I, I'm continuing to practice this um, and I'm sure there's going to be more lessons and, and there probably have been. I just, they're just not coming to mind right now. Once again, I just want to thank you all for still being there. Like I said, I'm still here. Uh, moving forward, the plan is for the podcast to uh, release what well, we will we'll release one new episode a month. I think that's um, a reasonable capacity for me right now. Um, and we'll probably do another replay as well each month so that we continue with the biweekly rollout of episodes. And then the hope is over time that I'll be doing two new episodes a month. 
I also want to say thank you to our international listeners. I've noticed in the past few months that we've had greater international reach. Most of the reach of this podcast has has been in uh, the US and Canada, but we're seeing more reach in other countries like Singapore and um, Germany and Israel um, and the UK. So I'm grateful to all of you. And I'm so glad that healthcare providers worldwide are prioritizing their well-being and themselves. Also, too, uh, we received um, an email that we were featured in a blog of uh, the top 29 self-care podcasts to listen to right now. And it was quite an honor to be lump-summed with some great podcasts like The Happiness Lab, for example. And that blog was written by CKE Naturals. And we'll publish that link if you care to read it and check that out. But I thought that was really cool. And um, yeah, that's where we're at. And we'll see where we're going. But thank you so much for, again, your continued support. I hope that this year is one that is full of joy and happiness and good health for you and for your loved ones. And until we chat next time, remember to stay well and to stay happy. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.